Hello and a very warm welcome to the Financial Freedom Podcast, delivered as ever with personality by the team from Rachel Bell Wealth Management, along with their special guests. Now, today's pod is all about goals, or sometimes the lack of goals in an individual's life. And I'm really keen to explore with Rachel and our special guest, Alex Dent, who's a chartered accountant, tax planner, and partner with Saints & Co., a little bit about how people can be helped along the way when it comes to setting goals and then achieving them. Now, just before we go any further, please note that the discussion points we cover in this podcast are our own views of those of the guest speakers and do not constitute financial advice. We always recommend that you speak with a professional before considering your own situation and taking action. So with that said, I'm going to fire straight over to you, Rachel, on this one and ask, what is it that you generally find about individuals when it comes to their goals linked to financial planning? I think the easiest way to put that, James, is when we're our clients um, will come to us with really common questions, uh, which is, I think the top um, number one would probably be, how much do I need to retire? But what we want to look at is what is the actual goal sitting behind that? Um, So it might be that you're having a bad day at work or it might be that you really do want to consider when you can retire early Um, and the just trying to ask as many questions so we can explore what that looks like, what it feels like and to get beneath the title of I want to kind of retire early um, or how much do I need to retire? So it's just about understanding the story that sits behind the the initial question. So let, let's say that somebody comes to you with, without much of a plan at all. So yep. if, if we use myself for an example, uh, well, I want to retire when I'm 55. I know I'll probably have to sell my business to do that. I want to make sure that my kids have got enough money to get on the property ladder. And I'd quite like to live a life of luxury. So there's something that loosely exists in my mind. Where do we even start to piece together the jigsaw that is my plan? to achieve these grand goals and ideas that I've got in my head. Yeah. Well, exploring exactly that. So the grand goals and ideas mean something different to everybody. So, you know, it's like when we talk about financial freedom, that means something to everybody. But your goal, ultimately, if you want to live a life of luxury, what does luxury look like for you, James? You know, is that a yacht or are we talking about something more fundamental that we're going to be going on a camper van down to Cornwall? What is it that really that luxury looks like? So that that goal, all of a sudden, rather than saying, I want to live a luxury lifestyle, we're bringing it to life for you as to exactly what that looks like. We then work backwards from that because we then want to understand what you would need to achieve that. And there's a few big goals that you mentioned there. So when we're talking about supporting children and when we're talking about retiring at 55, you know, you want quite a bit there, James. So again, we peel each one of those back and look at where they will fit in. You know, so how old are the children now? Are they going to university? What are the plans? So that we can, we do ask a lot of questions and sometimes it's things that you haven't thought about. And sometimes it's things that you have thought about, but you're not quite sure how you're going to go about achieving it. And that is where really the planning comes in is because our job is to take your story, understand what your aspirations are and make it as much of a reality as we can by telling you what you need to do to achieve it. So so how how granular do we get? So for example, um, 
me and uh, my wife were in, in, in Windermere yesterday and we walked past a, a yacht sales business and I said, don't forget that I'm planning to treat myself to a yacht when I'm 50. Yeah. And she was like, well, how much are they? And there was quite a nice one for sort of 120 grand. And I said, That's well, that'll, cheap. that'll do nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, well, why would you want a yacht on Windermere? because you can just travel to Windermere and Ambleside and that's it. But I've got this whole thing about working out of the office and the office is the yacht and a whole host of things. So does, does that does that come in as well as an intermediary? Well, that's six years. Yeah. And then there's five years of working on the yacht um, and then hopefully the rest of my life sailing it in places beyond Windermere. Do we, do we chunk it down and yeah, how do I get my yacht? Because, I mean, you know, if we're kind of thinking about, so you want to retire at 55, before that we need to sell the business, um, you know, so that's where we'll bring Alex into um, for, for those kind of goals as well. But when we're wanting to look at when you want to bring the yacht, you know, so if you're going to retire at 55 and you want five years before you retire on the yacht, working from the yacht, then we're planning for 50. So if we're looking at something uh, about 120,000, then what have you already got now, James, that's going to go towards that yacht and how much do we need to save? And sometimes it can be a little bit of a reality check. Um, you know, we might be going for a bit of a dinghy or paddleboard on Ullswater than a yacht or other times, you know, you're quite well on the way there. Um, but also what we've got to remember is what are your aspirations now in five years' time will be different. So we need to have the flexibility. But if we map that out and we kind of say, right, James, if we're plotting right from now until age 55, what are the key milestones along the way that you would like to achieve? What potentially are also the things that could stop that? Um, so we all know from the last few years that life throws a number of curveballs at us. Um, what other liabilities or what other costs are going to become involved? So things like buying a new car or supporting the kids through university or education or looking after um, or supporting parents and family and things like that. All sorts of things that could come in that would stop the yacht on Windermere. Um, but if we just bring that to life as much as we can. It, it, it just helps significantly and it makes it more real for you. Um, and again, you know, so when we're talking today, it's not all about numbers and charts. It isn't because there is no graph that can illustrate a yacht on Windermere and what that means to you. Sometimes it's not huge goals either. Sometimes it can be very much that I just really want to be able to start saving sustainably, might be towards an end goal, but we look at what's realistic now that fits in with the demands that you've got on your income, um, you know, which again, at different age ranges, there can be so many demands on your income that mean it's not realistic to save a lot now, but we can build that up for the long-term goal. Um, so it's looking at your short-term, medium-term and long-term um, and just building that picture up so it means something to you. So the Yacht Fund is zero at the moment. So that's the reality of the Yacht Fund. And, you know, some people might think, well, you know, he's banging on about a yacht. I don't want that. I want a simpler life or my goals are completely different. Yeah. So I guess goal-based planning is, is there for everybody, regardless of what those goals are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it really just brings everything to life. But it what we, the, where we end is that we end up with a real map um, and that will kind of go along the journey with you so that we can show you what you need to do to achieve that goal um, and we can factor in as much as possible to, to get you there right the way through from tax to 
Um, you know, the, the nitty gritty where the numbers are important, um, but we would just bring it to life and show you what exactly what you need to do to achieve it. Thanks, Rachel. So, so Alex, I'm really keen to to bring you in here. Perhaps you could just tell our listeners first of all a little bit about uh, about what you do at Saints and Cohen, how that came about, and then let's dive into where you start to come into the equation. So Rachel, for example, has mentioned there that if I, and I should mention I've got two business partners as well. So if we decided to sell the business at some point, um, you know, how do you fit into that? But then just in a wider context, where where does the planning around goals come in from an accountancy point of view? Um, yeah, so hi everybody, I'm Alex. I um, specialize in tax. So in terms of goals, we often find clients come to us and they already have a preconceived idea of what they want to do. And they might not always reveal those goals to us straight away. So what we kind of have to do is try and break that down and actually go, well, what are you trying to achieve and reverse that for them? And once we know what they're trying to achieve, it's much easier to come up with a tax efficient route to that. So we always try to unpick it really and work backwards a bit to try and get underneath to what they want to do. And we can then plan their business around that and offer the appropriate advice for them to get there and if it's feasible. So that's kind of how we work. Um, we very much want to get to know the client and the business and understand how they're working just so we can give them the right advice for them. So is, is there an element of, Rachel, you alluded before to, you know, sometimes there's got to be a reality check. Is, is there an element of just being the party pooper sometimes and saying, come on, let's be realistic here. Let's let's take a look at reality and, and work from there rather than the, these pie-eyed dreams of grandeur. Yeah, it can, it, it, it can be both actually, James, because where people often forget is they, they, they haven't um, looked at what they've already got and what they've already got in terms of what it will do f- towards that goal. So again, that's another part of our job is to can, is to really strip it back, as Alex said, and, and to just look at the fundamentals of what's already in place and then to bridge the gap. So sometimes the reality check um, it is around what's realistic because just use an example if you're a family and you've got you know kids at school and you're going on holiday and you've got the cost of clubs and hobbies and life and everything that goes with that then you're not going to be able to save as much on a monthly basis as you will in a few years time when the kids become independent so it depends on what your life stage is as well there's very few people especially earlier on in their careers that don't have quite big gaps um, in their planning and that are going to be well on the road to achieving everything that they want from day one. But making it realistic is just as important part of the job because if I recommend something that isn't achievable, that means that you're not going to be able to go on holiday as a family or you're not going to be able to have that growth plan for your business that you want to achieve or invest in something new, it won't happen. Uh, So that's just as important part, but there are very often reality checks um within within reason we've never had to deliver really bad news um sometimes people can't retire as early as they would initially like to uh, but we've never quite had somebody come to us and say they want to retire tomorrow where we're saying you can't do that Uh, but again it's the earlier that you start the better really well i was going to ask that question around around age and you know alex is there is there a typical age that you will see somebody coming through the doors of Saint and Cohen saying, 
I need a bit of help here in in planning things out and making stuff happen or you know could it literally be anything from somebody in their early 20s right through to somebody in the 60s yeah so businesses um evolve at different times for different people and are ready for sale at different times for different people um a lot of people walk through the door and expect it to take a lot shorter period of time than it would to get a business ready for sale that there's quite a lot of work involved in in getting your business in a position where it's ready for a sale. So as I know Rachel always suggests, is, is, is having that constant communication and constant conversations with your advisors so they know what your long-term and medium-term plans are so everything's in the right place at the right time and it's not a mad rush at the end trying to make everything fit. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I would say there. And it also helps from a tax advice point is that there is a lot of aspects that can get quite complicated with a business sale and just making sure all those are addressed before the offer's on the table rather than having to try and run around and make sure everything is getting in the right place. It just makes sure all your ducks in a row. I think sometimes, James, as well, it's, it's about um, people just aren't sure where to go or who to ask sometimes to have the conversation, to bring the goals to life. They think that they need to see uh, an accountant or an advisor at a specific point where it's all really often, it doesn't matter on the age as much, that we would much prefer the conversation to happen a lot sooner because as I'm sure Alex will agree, what we often find is that if we'd been had the chat a lot sooner, we would have been able to help them be a lot more efficient to achieve that goal. Um, so it's, it's perception, isn't it? You know, perception about speaking to your advisor, that it's going to cost a lot of money to have that conversation. I'm not sure what I'm going to be asking because I'm really not sure what the end game is. Uh, and, and part of the reason for doing these podcasts, James, is to help people realize that it's, it's all right to ask for help, to ask for advice, to ask for guidance. And it's not always going to issue, end up with a huge bill to just, reach out and talk about what you achieve because if you're working so hard on your business then we want you to be able to carry on doing what you're really good at whilst you know Alex and I will squirrel away in the background to bring those goals to reality and help you sit and think all right okay I need to do this that and the other but I can carry on growing the business knowing that we've got a plan in the background that will adapt with us so the age is almost irrelevant to some extent. The sooner the better in making the goals a reality, irrelevant of age, really. Um, just to jump in on something you previously said, Rachel, there, um, we very much find it easier to work for you if we can communicate with each other. Um, the other thing that people often find is they've got a perception of advisors and what they do. So people see accountants as number crunchers producing compliance work, financial statements, tax returns. They don't often realize the the range of advice that we can give them in the business. And the same goes for your sector as well, Rachel. They, they see you as somebody to go to when they want to retire. Totally. And it's just about speaking all the time to the right people and making sure you're making the right decisions. It, it doesn't always come with a fee or a big fee. Mm. Um, it's just having that confidence to come and speak to people when you have problems. We're very upfront. Uh, so for, for people that don't know us, if, if you come and chat an, an initial inquiry, 
that there is not an initial fee for that. We will have a discussion with you about what you need. And then we will quote for the work where it's very open and honest and you can understand what our fees are going to be. And yes, there might be too much for some people, but at least you've got an idea of where you stand. Um, and I know you work in a similar way. Yeah, and but I think it's a lot of people are often really surprised about when we kind of say, right, what we would like is for you to give us authority to chat with your accountant because they then think, which is another blocker, I think, because they then think that they're going to have to remember that everything that I've told them to then go and tell their accountant. And it, it, it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. So the response that we get when we say, well, actually, would you like us to have a chat with your accountant so that we can align what we're trying to achieve? It's like, oh, would you do that? You know, and, and people don't realize that. Yeah, it's a weight off their shoulders, but it yeah. also stops things getting lost in translation. Um, they might not fully understand the implications of everything that you've said to them and, and why the accountant would need to know every aspect of yeah. that to give the appropriate advice from their angle. So that just removes that there, that there isn't anything missed from mm. that perspective. We've spoken a lot about business people in, in the last 15, 20 minutes, but I imagine it's not just people who own or manage a business that should or can access this advice and guidance on goals and goal planning. There's a whole, so there's a pantheon of individuals out there across various sectors. Uh, well, I've, uh, I've got a list that I'm going to try and get across all these pods. You know, of, of people that are, you know, that would be, that, that should really be thinking in this way and thinking, well, how, how do I move things forward? But then life's so fast paced. Mm. There's so much going on that often it can just get shoved to the, to the, to, to the back of the queue. So, I mean, I, I don't think you can list exhaustively, you know, who does this apply to, but who does this apply to? I mean, for, it, it can be anybody, whether you are literally starting out on your journey and you just want a little bit of guidance and education around the basics of finance. You know, so if you're leaving school and you're going to university, um, so we often talk to our clients' children, it can be a family conversation. Um, so I know one of the areas that Alex is really, um, really good at is is about estate planning. Um, and again, it's one of those subjects that we try and encourage families to talk about more. Um, in terms of what they want to happen after their day, what they want to do to support their grandchildren or their children um, and things like that. And again, it's about having a plan and goals, you know, so very, very commonly, as, as we know, it can be very expensive for um, parents to, uh, with young children, to go through um, for childcare. And it can be a, a significant issue for them as to how much they can then afford for the things they want to do as a family. Very commonly, grandparents are often in a position where they can support and want to. So what we would do is, again, help them realise that goal, but do it as efficiently as possible, both from what the records are that they need to keep from a tax perspective, as well as what's affordable um, and and how we can do it together. So that's another example of where um, Alex and I would work uh, work together to make sure everything's done properly. An individual, you know, so an individual that um, is just working really hard. They've either at the start of the career or later on in the career, and they just think, you know, what I'm really paying a huge amount of tax here. 
what we would then explore with an individual is what is it that concerns you about that? What do you, th why do you think that you're paying too much tax? What are your aspirations? Again, getting beneath that and where appropriate, we would then bring in Alex and it can be somebody simpler, simply helping them to do an annual tax return. Um, it doesn't have to be a huge business concern. It can be one individual person. Uh, you know, so one person that we've recommended to speak to Alex recently is just an absolute whiz with technology, uh, but he's very, very worried that everything underneath hasn't been sorted out properly. And it was outside of our expertise. So we brought Alex in to help this person um, to then kind of make sure that they have got everything in order so that they can not worry that the tax man's going to be coming after them because we've helped them basically do it all. Uh, and and they're now off traveling all over the world, effectively safe in the knowledge that we're going to tell them what they need to do. How does this work with, with somebody who's employed mm -hmm. by a, you know, by a business of size? So let's say there's a, there's a managing director out there. Mm -hmm. They're earning you know, a, 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 an attractive salary. It's all done though through PAYE and um, everything appears to be taken care of just, just by the business. Is there, is there any value in somebody like that coming to speak to either of you about tax affairs? Because it sort of feels, you know, having been in a role of that nature in a previous life, it just feels that everything's stitched up. I don't, I don't mean stitched up in, you know, in, in the wrong way. Just everything's everything's sorted on your behalf. It's yeah. like, oh, the company takes care of my pension. The company pays my NI. The company just takes my tax out of my out of my pay packet. It's just it, it's done and dusted, and this is what I end up with. If if they were to come forward and say, you know, this is my lot and this is where I am, is there any way of helping people like that? I think I'll ask Panther Alex first for that one, I think. Yeah, well, well, we actually have a, a plethora of clients that um, fit into that category. Um, we've got clients, obviously, that are business owners. Yes, we deal with their affairs, all the compliance stuff. But we also have a lot of personal clients that, that do just need a tax return for one thing or another. You talked about salaries, but there's all sorts of other things that someone with a decent salary might have income sources from if they've been sensible with their funds and saved it that's when they'd need Rachel but that also can then generate an income so we're talking like a rental property or precisely shares precisely or... so and then when they've got those sorts of income sources yes they might want to do the tax return themselves plenty of people do mm -hmm. but equally plenty of people don't want to and then what that also allows us to do that's only one aspect that's income tax um what Rachel was saying before about estate planning is that person in their own might might be a very wealthy person and they'll need their estate considered. And that that's obviously a one-off piece of advice from my perspective, but it's not really because it's advice now on what they should do for planning. But then that needs reviewed because laws change, your plans change, and um, your assets change and what you have changes over time. So... Yeah, individuals of all walks of life probably need advice at different points in their it, life. It's it sometimes as well. So if you've used that example, James, if you've got somebody who's a managing director, um, again, the chances are that they don't have very much time to explore things themselves. But we would look at the whole family picture to make sure that they're using all allowances that they've got available to them. So it might well be that you can reduce their tax liability considerably that they'd never considered before because of that assumption that everything's taken care of and they'd not thought outside of the dynamic of them in the position of managing director. 
Um, because there are a lot of savings that you can make generally that people just aren't aware of. And just to jump on what you were saying before as well about the generational thing, that that director might have children and grandparents as well. And, and it's it's not just one person individually sometimes. It can be a generational plan of being efficient for the, the, the whole family and not just the family, husband, wife, children or whatever form that comes in, parents, grandparents and right through, just making sure that everything is moving in a way that's sensible and right for that family. And we often find that we're also a catalyst. You know, so when you're having the conversations, you know, when you see that, it's like that light bulb moment when you go, ah, um, that's what that means. That's what I mean. And then, the, and then you kind of, the cogs start wearing a bit more and you think, oh, I need to talk to my mum and dad about that or I need to talk about this and that and the other. So all of a sudden you've got, you're bringing in a lot of other aspects to the client's life that they're now thinking about that they haven't thought about, but they realise it'd be a good thing to do. So it's it's really nice when you see that happen with somebody, when they go, you know, they find they get get the reason why you can add a lot of value to their life and their family's life. It's that holistic approach, isn't yeah. it? That's that's how both myself and I know Rachel like to work. And is that is that a motivating factor, helping people to you know realise the, the the very best out of their lives and the money and you know Absolutely. whether that's or downwards in terms of generations? Oh, there's nothing more exciting than seeing somebody succeed at the business. And for everything to go the way they've planned or better than they've planned, that mm. is it, it, that is what sort of drives us every day, really, yeah. is that you want to see those success stories. It's a privilege, James, because very often we clients share more information with us than they do with their own family. Um, so be able to be part of that journey is something that we never underestimate. And and you know, fundamentally for and I know Alex is the same. The, the whole reason why we do what we do is to make a difference to our clients' lives. So I'm going to put you both on the spot here for our listeners right now. If you were going to give them some homework before the next episode, what would you be asking them to reflect on? Alex, you go first on um, that one. Just, yeah, <laughs> having a think. It depends where people are at in their life, but really it's just... Are you doing everything you can and are you where you're in a position where you want to be? And if not, look at what you would like to change. And if any of those things come back to finances, um, then get in touch. There's, there may be something we can help with. Just take stock of where you are and make sure that you're That's you're a really good want to be. A really good phrase, actually, Alex, when you know, so taking stock and what I would say is just carve a little bit of time for yourself sit with a coffee and just have a think about why am I doing this? What What is it that I want to achieve? And what I, what worries you? Because again, from an advice perspective, sometimes your worries can be because you don't have a, an understanding of an area and you're worrying unnecessarily. So all of those things and make a note of them. We always say to clients, you know, we're not going to test them on something, but make a note, just purely and simply so you won't forget next time that we're together. But, why are you doing what you're doing? What worries you? And what ultimately would you like to end up um, at the end of the day, really? Do you think people are scared to pick up the phone? Absolutely. Yeah. Why? I think there's a lack of understanding about what we can do, mm -hmm. how we do it, and everything that goes with that, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, 
people for us are always really scared of, um, really scared of, scared of pensions, or should I say scared of the fact that they really don't understand the pension statement, what it means, what it's going to do. So I think human nature is if this, if we're presented with something that we don't understand and we haven't got the time to research and understand it ourselves, we tend to sometimes avoid it. Um, so there is definitely a fear. Um, there's a fear of feeling that you should really sound like you know what you're talking about for when you're picking up the phone. So there's that fear of um, making an idiot of yourself, which, you know, we're quite used to doing on a day-to-day basis. But there is that fear, you know, that you want to come across like you are a successful individual that's got life sorted. Whereas the reality is that most of us really don't have everything sorted and we need a little bit of help and guidance to do that. Um, so the, the the biggest message from me would be we're all human. We're all going through a journey and asking for help is the best thing that you can do. And it can really make a difference to you enjoying the journey more as well. And we spoke about success stories before, but a success story can be a business that was struggling, yeah. that's turned itself around. It might not be a big sale at the end of the day. It can be clearing that credit card debt because everything's got better and your finances are in order yeah it doesn't just have to be big things successes are different things to different people growth plans and everything you know it's any part of planning for what you want to achieve ask yourself why you're setting out on that journey in the first place but ultimately what is important to you along the way and if that's the hundred and twenty thousand uh yacht on windermere for five years that you end up then with a huge yacht in the med Whatever that plan is, it can be no, it can be huge or it can be really small. Um, it, it it doesn't matter if it's your goal, then that's what's important. I think I just want to be the captain of a ship, Rachel. Oh, and, uh, a ship and, and, now, and, and, and the re- well, well, <laughs> ship big or small. The reality is, it might be one of those little fifteen quid an hour motorboats on the forty quid an hour motorboats on the Windermere that. Um, you can I only mean, do on 10 mile an birthday. hour though well we can dream we should we all can, have dreams yeah. well, absolutely. that's what I think we should all have dreams now just before we go Rachel you mentioned earlier that there was a, a quote from Albert Einstein that really resonated with you around the topic of of, of goals and you know it not being about numbers and charts or not just about numbers and charts and it would be great if you could share that with us before we allow our listeners to get on their way absolutely if you want to live a happy life Tie it to a goal, not to people or objects. I don't think anyone can beat Albert Einstein. Anyone wants to give it a go? Nope. <laughs> In that case, um, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to have your company and your insights. Thank you, James. I'm Rachel Azava. It's been a pleasure to have your company as well. We'll be back next week with another pod, so please do tune in. Now, we always want to hear what you've got to say about the pod. So if you've got any questions or comments, please head to the social media channels on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Search for Rachel Bell Wealth Management as if by magic the ladies will appear and you will be able to send them a message. Alternatively, you can head to the website rachelbellwealthmanagement.co.uk where you'll find a contact us form. We need you to know that the value of an investment with St. James's Place will be directly linked to the performance of the funds you select and the value can therefore go down as well as up. 
you may get back less than you invested. The levels and basis of taxation and relief from taxation can change at any time. The value of any tax relief depends on individual circumstances. Rachel Bell Wealth Management is an appointed representative of and represents only St James's Place Wealth Management PLC, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority for the purposes of advising solely on the group's wealth management products and services, more details of which can be found on the group's website sjp.co.uk forward slash products.